Welcome back to Bat Rankings for realsies this time. Hey! <laughs> we watched an actual episode of Batman. Also, I remembered we're supposed to introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton. That, and I, yeah, I feel a lot better now. I, <laughs> hi, I'm Kenny Wendorski. <laughs> and yeah, so this is uh, episode two of this recording session. We, we started off with uh, the bonus episode that... Uh, you may have listened to that. It's all because of you people. Thank yep, you very thank much you. for your support. We do appreciate it. All those five stars. Yep. All but, your words of support. Uh, we did hammer man. We did hammer man, but now we're back to our regularly scheduled Batman programming. Yes. <laughs> and I was just telling Ben, I was like, I feel better. Yeah. Um, I, there's, there's, there's a reason why I wanted to, <laughs> to start this session with hammer man. And then, you know, as a palate cleanser, I yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't have felt right letting you drive after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Hammer, I'm glad that you yeah you took the keys from me and you said <laughs> no no you better sit down for a little bit. Let me get you some coffee. Yep. <laughs> Let's get some Batman in your yeah. system. Have, have and then some you water. Can... Make sure and get hydrated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a little too much Hammer Man, so yeah. a little too much of that. Yep. So we watched Joker's Favor. Uh, yeah. Week. Yeah. It it starts off with this like whistly jaunty theme tune, which I had forgotten all about, and that's that's a, a musical motif that'll come back a couple of times over the course of this episode. Yeah, it's really catchy too. We were kind of humming it towards the end. Do 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 do. Boom boom boom. But. Charlie Collins, our main character, he's not feeling too jaunty today. He's no. driving home from work. He's had a lousy day. Got turned down for that big promotion. Uh, his kid needs braces. Uh, and then uh, something about a baseball game? Or... Uh, yes. Uh, he's, he's getting cut off in traffic by... Now, I... I was looked away for a half second. Was that the Batmobile that he got cut off by? Uh, he got cut off by a cop car. Two cop cars. Okay. Uh, Batmobile... And then a station wagon. Yeah. And the, and the station wagon turns out, not sure why he was behind the cop cars and the Batmobile. I, I like to think that somewhere across town, something else super interesting is happening. And Joker just happens to be driving on the highway, totally unrelated. I, he's driving what kind of looks like just your typical vacation station wagon. So yeah, it's, it's got a bunch of like suitcases up on the top. Yeah. And he cuts Charlie, our our main character, Charlie Collins, just regular old everyman Walter Mitty type. Yep. Cuts him off in traffic and Charlie finally snaps. He's had enough and he he gets real aggressive. He not only pulls up beside what turns out is Joker's car, but like slams into him a couple of times and starts like shaking his fist at him. Says yeah. why for for two cents I and then he sees who it is. And it's our good old buddy Joker. Wearing, I I love this outfit that Joker's wearing. You see it a couple of times because he's wearing his usual three-piece purple suit yep. with a purple overcoat and a purple wide-brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. And it always makes him look just a little bit more sinister than usual. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, I don't even know really what that style is called. But yeah, he, anytime you see the Joker wearing that hat. Yeah, you, you know... <laughs> This is this is going to be a slightly less goofy, slightly more creepy Joker yeah. on that, you know. There's there's a, always a creepy goofy balance and this yes. is about as creepy as we've gotten from Joker. 
So uh, Charlie, uh, realizing, holy crap, he even says, oh my God, I just chewed out the Joker. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's trying to get away. They have a little, like, relatively low-key chase sequence. Yeah. Charlie is not, unlike Bruce Wayne, he's not a Formula One driver. No, no, but he does think he got away. And, uh, and then, of course, his car breaks down on right. top of everything else. He's having a real bad day, that Charlie. Yeah, and Joker comes up on him. Just with backlit by his headlights, looking really menacing. And, oh, I mean, Mark Hamill's been great in every appearance, but I think he tops himself here. He's good. He he is able to go back and forth between menacing, you know, intimidating, and happy, friendly, funny Joker. Yep. With just, yeah, seamlessly. And he's threatening, well, first, first... He chucks two pennies at Charlie's feet and says, there's your two cents. Yeah. What were you going to do to me? <laughs> so uh, I'll do anything, whatever it takes. Uh, and so Joker says, give me your wallet. Yeah. Joker says, okay, you now owe me a favor. He takes Charlie's license with his full name and address on it mm-hmm. and says, I'm going to be keeping an eye on you. And once I've thought of what the favor will be, I will be in touch. Yep. And we get a little title card saying two years later, we don't go back to Charlie right away to see what he's been up to. Instead, we go to the Gotham Police Department where, did you notice, uh, Harley Quinn, first appearance of Harley Quinn in her civilian, not made up in her, you know, grease paint, but disguised as some kind of secretary or police officer, she is already there in the Gotham Police yeah, Department. She's holding a stack of papers, uh, just walks by. I think Bullet kind of checks her out for a split second. Schwing! Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Commissioner but... Gordon doesn't even register. Yep, and we, we learn that Commissioner Gordon, he's having a, a policeman's ball thrown in his honor, some kind of special awards being given to him for service to the city. And he don't want to do it. Yeah, it's a waste of time. I've got so much work to do. I wish I could just skip it. And he goes into his office where Batman's there. Who Batman has apparently showed up just to tell Gordon, hey, man, you deserve this. And you should really, you know, take it gracefully. I like to think he was doing something else. I like to think he was going <laughs> through his files and yeah. maybe looking up an old case or something. And then Gordon walked in and was like, oh, oh, hey. Yeah, no, uh, oh, yeah, just... <laughs> but Gordon seems super comfortable with him. Like, oh, this is my old friend. Stop yep. by just to chat. And uh, Batman takes off. And uh, we cut then back to Joker, who's throwing darts at a, at a picture of Gordon. And this is where we get introduced. We don't know that she's the same woman that we saw briefly at the police station yet. But Harley Quinn, this time fully done up in grease paint and her red and red and uh, black motley with the jester bells yep. on. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, your first appearance of Harley Quinn, not in a comic book. She was invented for this TV show. And, you know, anytime I see Joker just by himself in Batman the Animated Series, he, he feels incomplete yeah. if he doesn't have Harley. She is... Such a wonderful, because he's had, he's had mooks. He's even had, he's got two mooks who even get names in this episode. They are Rocco and Henshaw. Yep. We occasionally see them doing dirty work. In this scene, they're just chilling, reading the latest issue of Tiny Toon Adventures comic (laughs) book. (laughs) 
But they're just non-presences here. They are so eclipsed by Harley Quinn. And we were discussing, does Harley get rated on the Anthony scale? I think she does, for, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Just because she was never intended to be a reoccurring character, she was just a hired goon. Yeah, she was just created for this episode. And then when she went over well, they brought her back. And eventually she went over to the comics. Yeah. And they came up with an origin story. And yeah. the rest is... You know, the red, she went gothic Lolita for the video games and uh, the rest is history. Uh, I mean, she's everywhere now. I've, I've heard, yeah. I've got some friends who actually named their kid Harley oh, man. because of the popularity of Harley Quinn. I mean, yeah. It, it's, and, and yeah, of course she was in, she was kind of the main character in the suicide squad right? movie. She's getting her for, own. Yeah. And follow for as, up. as much of a train wreck of that, as that movie was Margot Robbie was super charismatic. She, she was the best part of that movie. She was Harley Quinn. Uh, so, but yeah, this character was not a part of the canon. Here she is, and it's just kind of a small part for her, but it was enough to generate enough buzz, enough yep. interest. And thank goodness, because now we have a pretty fleshed out character. Yeah, so I'm, so we gotta, we gotta try and narrow that down, because we know we have years and years yes. of, of experience with this character, but just based on her appearance in this episode, yeah. what are you thinking? As far as Millie I think Anthony's. it's high up there because she's I, got heart. I agree. She's got a lot of heart. Uh, she genuinely cares about the Joker. That yep. much is evident. Yeah, she is just unfailingly positive. Mm-hmm. She's cheering him on every step of the way. And later on in the episode, she even gives some advice. How about macrame? I hear that's yeah. nice. So I think she's up there with, with I, Anthony, top of the line. I, I agree. In fact, I would go so far as to say... 1,200 milliantheses. I think this is the first time we have seen someone on par, if not maybe even yep. slightly better than Anthony. Yep. Well, so when Anthony is 1,000 milliantheses, I'm going to say 20% above. Okay. Even, even more. There you go, folks. It, it's We've met someone better than Anthony. Also, she may have had a distinct impact on my <laughs> developing young man's brain in that policewoman's outfit. Tentpole. She's a babe. She's magically babelicious. <laughs> but that comes later. For now, Joker just announces his intention to, to mess with Gordon at the policeman's ball mm-hmm. and to call in his favor with his old pal, Charlie. So we cut to the suburbs. Um, I'm not sure where. Uh, We we do know that it is far enough away from Gotham that he has to take a flight to get back there. Charlie has changed his name, moved away. Apparently he's told his family what's up or something because he convinced them to, to move far away and to undergo a name change and basically go into one man witness protection. Yeah. But to no avail because Joker was aware of every step he's made, every move, uh, the name change, the driver's license. Uh, Apparently he's just, this is his hobby. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And tracks him, tracks him down, calls him up on the phone and says, all right, I'm calling in my favor. Get on the next flight to Gotham. Don't say anything to anybody or something terrible might happen to your family. And Rocco and, Nelson, did I say? Henshaw. Henshaw, yeah. Rocco and Henshaw are driving by. Mm -hmm. Charlie looks out the window and sees this car doing a slow drive by. And so he gets on that plane and we are privy. I think this might be the first time we've ever heard a character's internal monologue. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, uh, he thinks to himself, you know, I, there's got to be some way to, you know, call the police or, or stop this madness. 
and he's walking towards some police officers by an exit, and then out comes our Harleen Quinn. Yep, this time dressed as a as a chauffeur with a big sign and some balloons. Sign says Charlie. Hey, Charlie, over here. Yeah. And this for a for a careful viewer is where you realize. I mean, I realized it because I've seen this episode probably a half a dozen times. But oh. The voice is the same as Harley Quinn. That's the same lady from the police. She is everywhere. <laughs> She's a good hired goon. Uh, she is, yeah, a mistress of disguise Very... in this particular episode. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to be a master of disguise. I'm going to yeah. be a And she takes Charlie to Joker headquarters. Joker's excited. He's so excited. Oh, like, he hey, greets him like an old friend. Charlie, his eyes get so big. And he's so just, happy. Come here, buddy. <laughs> Charlie's very concerned. Like, don't please don't make me hurt anyone. And Joker says, well, don't. You just need to open the door for Harley. We're going to the policeman's ball. We're bringing this big cake. Harley can't push the cake and open the door at yeah. the same time. We just need an extra <laughs> pair of hands. Come on. So, okay. And so he... Mm-hmm. Goes to this ball or whatever charity yeah. event. And he's still thinking like, if I could signal Batman some, Pat, Batman's the guy if you want to take on the Joker. And he kind of wanders off into this, I guess the venue is connected to a sort of museum. Yeah, it's something about inventions. Yeah, there's a hall of inventions and he notices a flying machine that resembles a bat. Right. And we have not, I've been waiting for it to show up. There has been no bat signal so far in the show. Oh. I don't know if it's just not a thing yet or if we just haven't seen it, but Charlie, just desperate for anything that even has a slim chance of working, maneuvers this bat-looking thing up against the window, this giant picture window, so that from the outside, you see what looks like a bat signal. Right. And it's a slim chance, but Charlie is lucky that Bruce Wayne is is attending this, this gala ball... And he's going to duck out early. This isn't... He's he's chatting with Gordon. And I, I'm not sure if it's ever established in this version of Batman. In various versions, a at the time, Lieutenant Gordon was the police officer who comforted young Bruce Wayne right after his parents died. Yeah. I don't know if that is the case, but they've interacted a couple of times and they seem to be friends. Yeah. I mean, you know, Wayne does a lot of charity events, so. Yeah. He's, he's favored well in the public eye of Gotham. Yeah. So he, he showed up really just moral support for his friend, but he's taking off early. But on the way out, Alfred catches like, oh, it looks like somebody's trying to send up an SOS. And it's a stretch, but you know yeah. what? It works. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I'm willing to follow this just because Charlie is so desperate that, yeah, and just he, he, happy coincidence. He even says, he's like, ah, it would never work. Well, yeah. and he does it anyway. Like, so no, it, no downside in trying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the cake is brought in by Har- Harley Quinn. Yeah. Enters the shot ass first. Yes. Uh, Harvey Bullock, of course, is like, Baby Doll Entertainment. Hey, how you doing? And she whacks him on the knee. Yep, with a nightstick. Renee Montoya's there just shaking her head at her. Like, oh, why have I got to be seated next to this jerk? What a dick. (laughs) And then uh, out comes, she does a little song and dance number uh, and 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 smoke. Yeah, triggers this paralyzing gas to come out of all the candelabras. Everybody's frozen in place. Mm-hmm. Takes the time 
And I wasn't quite sure what the purpose of this was because Charlie, after opening the door, finds that it's been treated with some kind of crazy glue and his hand is stuck to the door handle. Yeah. That seemed a little redundant considering that she goes over, puts a gas mask on him so he doesn't get hit by the paralyzing gas. But why? The paralyzing gas would have done just as... I I don't know. Eh. Whatever. <laughs> doesn't seem to be much, much advantage in this, but regardless... Joker pops out of the cape and pins a a bundle of TNT connected to a timer onto Gordon's suit jacket like a boutonniere. Yeah. It's got a countdown. The eyes are ticking away. Yeah. Uh, 16 seconds. So yeah. he says goodbye and Charlie is like, you said you'd let me go. And he's like, <laughs> I didn't say alive. Yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves. Luckily, Batman to the rescue. Yep. Uh, Shows up. Uh, in a nice bit of improvisation, attaches the bomb, you know, plucks the bomb. And that is why. So Charlie, not being affected by the gas, is able to call out, there's a bomb. Yeah. Batman attaches it to his bat grapple and just shoots it up through the skylight where it's able to safely detonate up in the air away yeah. from anything. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. But that, you know, Joker and Harley are like, oh, that came from outside. Yeah, that was so, supposed to be inside. Yeah, so they're rushing back in. There's, as often happens, the third act devolves into just a fairly generic chase scene slash yeah. fight scene between Batman and the Joker. The two heavy set hired goons are easily defeated. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a Mayan temple with flamethrowers and uh, poison darts and a spike pit yeah <laughs> <laughs> they really spent spared no expense uh my my theory is that the the joker set this up because i cannot imagine why a museum would have functional death traps i was thinking do you remember the so here in tucson arizona there's mm -hmm. a miniature putt putt place called fantastics yes there are two different ways you can go one's something and the other one's called mine adventure <laughs> so <laughs> i immediately thought like what if they did that at yeah. fantastics you yeah just... unbeknownst to anybody <laughs> If you were to show up on the wrong day when a Batman Joker chase was going through yeah. Fantastics, all these teenagers on their first dates <laughs> accidentally being fried to death from a flaming dragon face. But uh, anyway, explosions, take a shot. Yep, there's some. And Joker is able to get away from Batman, but he gets on, on his way out. Charlie manages to corner Joker in an alley as Joker's making his escape. Gives him a real good gut punch. Yeah. And then pulls out a bomb that he retrieved from Joker's van on the way over. And he's... Oh, boy. I mean, we've seen that he is capable. Charlie, this Walter Mitty, everyman, mild-mannered. Given the right stressors, he, he can go a little nutty. Yeah. And he very much seems to have gone a little nutty here. He says... This is how it ends, Joker. No big schemes, no grand fight to the finish with the Dark Knight. Tomorrow, all the papers will say is that the great Joker was found blown to bits in an alley alongside a miserable little nobody. But Batman shows up, convinces Charlie to, hey, drop the bomb, I'm going to take him in. And uh, the Joker, all of his information about Charlie, he throws away. He's like, hey, hey, I won't mess with you anymore. Yeah. And, but Charlie throws the bomb anyway. And the stinger on the episode, it's a joke bomb. Yep. It's just, 
pops open like a like a firework and pops open some confetti and and a flag that says boom and batman thinks it's pretty funny even yeah batman laughs he doesn't laugh joker doesn't see the humor in it he's he's sarcastic oh ha ha yeah but what a wonderful stinger to this episode and our our every man hero got one over on the joker and charlie heads back uh, he's looking forward to going back to his normal average everyday life yep now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. How does Charlie know just grabbing a bomb at random from... Makes perfect sense that the Joker would have a joke bomb. But how does Charlie know which one's the joke bomb and which one's the real I bomb? I don't think he did. Okay. I think he was willing to go. I think he was r- willing to die. It's He almost just died like two minutes ago. I think he was just like, you know what? He's, yeah, you said it yourself. He went yeah. a little nutty. The way he's drawn, he's got two mm-hmm. distinguishing lines underneath his eyes. Clearly, he's left the building in his brain. <laughs> I think he was willing. The fact it was a joke bomb, lucky coincidence. I don't know. He he plays it like he intended it. And if he, if that was just a, a bluff, if that was just an act he was putting on for Joker's benefit, he transitions to it seamlessly. Well, so it's... it's sort of left up to audience interpretation. I'm going to take it that he was willing to die. All right. <laughs> well, Kenny, does this episode hold up? Yeah. I agree. I for on a technical level, the the animation is solid. It's not like fantastic, no, but it Yeah. It, I I think the beginning of the episode is great, like you mentioned the lighting mm-hmm. with Joker. Um as it progressively goes through, it felt a little staticky. Yeah, uh, like the, the in-betweens of walking felt a little Yeah, the the action scenes are you know, not terrible, but not great. The explosion is fine. Yeah. But where where the attention to detail is there, where it counts, is the facial expressions. Yes. Charlie's and the Joker's facial expressions sell the emotion of every scene they're in yeah. very, very well. So it felt like the sort of episode where they only had so much budget to go around and they had to be picky and choosy. And I think they made the right decisions. This felt like a very simple story. I mean, I think this might be one of our fastest recaps we've ever done. Very well might be. But that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it hits all the beats yeah. you need it to hit. It Certain scenes maybe didn't, like the whole Batman and Gordon, it took a long time to... To I mean, really, those scenes are just there to establish Gordon is having a, a ball and... It's not doing much besides that, but I never, I never feel bored. I never feel right. like it's dragging. Yeah, it's a perfectly good, simple, short story. And for me, I would say the music mm-hmm. is part of the charm. Yeah, of this the episode. music's great, and uh, the performances. So the character uh, Charlie is played by Ed Bagley Jr. Um, he's done lots of things, but I always kind of correlate him to the movie Pineapple Express. <laughs> he is the father to um, the 17 year old girl. I can't remember her name. And then there's a scene where he puts his hand, or um, he says, I don't care. I'm going to eat in about 10 minutes, whether you're all going to eat or not. I'm going to eat me a plate of food. It's a stupid scene, but it made <laughs> me laugh my ass off. He's uh, kind of an underappreciated actor. Uh, he does not look at all like the way he's drawn. So he's a good character actor. And his performance as Charlie is top notch. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those minor characters, you know, only only shows up in this one episode. But 
but you need an actor who can carry off this part because the episode largely rests on his shoulders and, and he does a great job with it. We've also got Arlene uh, Sorkin. Sorkin. The, the original and as far as I'm concerned, still the best Harley Quinn. I looked her up, Days of Our Lives, a bunch of that. Uh, primarily cartoon stuff, mm. um, there, I mean, there video are, games. There have been other Harley Quinns since, Tara Strong yeah. on, the, on the voice side, and of course Margot Robbie who killed it in live action. There have been many very good Harley Quinns, but my Harley Quinn in my heart will always be Arlene Sorkin. I agree, 100%. All right. Well, is it time for some science? It is. All right. Let's get them pants off and labs coats on. Lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is off. Pants is off. Oh, thank God. It's so humid today. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Look at that. That's what a man looks like. So we've got a list of 19 episodes. Yeah. Of which 18 are Batman. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of this show, it's going to be sitting there. It's going to. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Two Face, See No Evil, Cat in the Claw, Beware the Grey Ghost, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Feet of Clay, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Be a Clown, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Hammerman, Nobody's Perfect. I've got Batman in my basement. <laughs> Yeah, God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Is this episode better or worse than number seven, which is The Forgotten? I don't think it's better. It's a tough one because The Forgotten, I feel like this episode was solid all the way through. Yeah. And The Forgotten was, its high points were super high. And it's not that its low points were super low. I'm just thinking of the villain who's a total cookie cutter. You know, that said, he still had a lot of personality. Yeah, I think, I mean, we delve into some side characters in The Forgotten. Yeah. Riley. Um, and then you get a lot of Bruce and then Alfred being a, a second detective story. Yeah, it had good comic relief. It had good drama. It had good stakes. I think it's it's stronger. Yeah, I, I agree. It's pretty close. Like, pretty close right from the beginning. Yeah. But, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll concur. So, is Joker's Favor better or worse than number 12, Christmas with the Joker? Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is, like, this is finally, we've had a few Joker episodes up until this point. And they've ranged from good only because the Joker's in it to fine, fun camp, but still nothing special other than the Joker, which is about where I'd put Christmas with the Joker. Yeah. This was a great Joker episode and just a good, solid episode. Yeah, I agree. And it also delved into... Like, the Joker's here in full effect playing mind games yeah. with an ordinary civilian, which is great. Yeah, this didn't feel like an episode to sell action figures or Saturday morning cereal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this felt like it was an actual story um, yep. meant to, you know, actually I don't know, be told as opposed to be bought. Yeah. So, is this episode better... Or worse than episode eight, Feet of Clay. Ooh, I think we're getting closer now. Yeah. 
Hmm. I think the animation's better in Feet of Clay. Yeah, certainly in part two. Yeah. And, and part part one, I think even part one might have been maybe a little better than... Well, it was more consistent than this. Yeah. I, I think the, the highs of this episode, the facial stuff... Well, and then again, Feet of Clay had some good lighting stuff. Yeah. Even in, in part one. Part two was fantastic. Yes. Okay. I think I... I think I actually like this story better than the story in Feet of Clay. And I think the music is better here in uh, Joker's Favor. Yeah. Ooh. And and yet, when I think of part two and how atmospheric it was... Yeah. Now, mook-wise, Feet of Clay had some strong mooks, but I think even... even What was it? It was Germs and the uh, Bell. Yeah. I would take Harley Quinn over Germs and Bell put together. Yeah, and Germs and Bell, they were uh, they good They were moves. great. Yeah, they were good mooks. Um, I'm, you know, I, I think just for sheer, this, this episode was contained and it was well-paced. And I think that's where Feet of Clay, I, I maintain that Feet of Clay could probably have been just one episode and wouldn't have suffered much. I think it suffered from being dragged over a two-parter. And for that reason, I would give this a slight edge. Very slight. I I'm I will say yes, because Joker's favor, we like we said, it was so easy to do a synopsis for it. And that song, that theme song. Yeah. If you can find that. It's really it's really <laughs> good. I'm I'm fairly sure I've got it. Like eighty-five or ninety percent of the yeah. of, of the Batman the Animated Series soundtrack is available somewhere but every once in a while there's been one usually in the lesser regarded episodes that has been a little hard to find i'm I'm gonna hum that when i make breakfast for my daughter now (laughs) 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 kenny let's see what we've got coming up next week oh so it's number what number oh yes congratulations joker's favor our new Number eight, hey, just uh, behind the forgotten, just ahead of feet of clay. Okay, I that feels like just you know ballparking it. That feels about right. It's yep. in in our current top ten, but not in the top five. Yeah, not in the top five because that that top five is is going to be increasingly hard to crack as we go on. Right, but we'll see whether Vendetta can crack the top Vendetta. ten next week. This is, and I would not know this except that I'm looking at the the episode uh, title card. Uh, okay, <laughs> it is the introduction of Killer Croc. Uh, okay, I remember this one now. I believe uh, uh, it's a Harvey Bullock kind of centered episode too. I think you're right. I think the titular vendetta is Killer Croc has it out for Harvey Bullock. Right. For, yeah. I forget exactly why. Honestly, this I remember there being some kind of neat underwater set pieces. But I couldn't tell you. It's kind of a blur in my memory. I remember they never really introduced us to Croc. It's not like some kind of biological experiment or... I, yeah, I think he's just he's, just a random just, freak mutation. Yeah, exactly. He's never truly explained. I remember that being kind of... Because he's not really, uh, you know, a 1960s villain. He's not mm-hmm. in any of the movies. Well, now he's in Suicide Squad, but... When they first introduced Croc, I was like, who, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and in, in 
The thing is, the thing that everybody remembers about Killer Croc, and I'm sure we'll we'll do it up when we get there, is say it, say it for me. It's I threw a rock at him. Well, it's a big rock. <laughs> so, but I remember him not being so. Later on, he starts to be portrayed as comically stupid. Yeah. I remember him not being that way in this introductory episode. No, we'll he, he's kind of gone up and down, His yep. depending on who writes him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll find out next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Weiski TV on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find me at, at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can always find this show on anchor.fm slash batrankings. There's a button there that'll take you to about 13 or 14 different podcatchers so you can subscribe wherever you want. There's a support this show button where you can pledge one, five or ten dollars a month to help us keep the lights on. And there's also a voice mailbox yeah. where you can record a voice message, which we are currently accepting only <laughs> from people who have watched an episode of Hammerman who want to give us a little book report to play on the show. And if we get at least three of those, mm-hmm. we are going to watch another episode of <laughs> Hammerman with a brainwave scanner on to test scientifically the effect that Hammerman has on the human mind. So what we want you to do yes. is to watch an episode other than Nobody's Perfect. Yes. Give us a one minute uh, voice yeah, review, message. message. Just whatever you want to share with us about that experience. Uh, if you got your blood drawn before and mm-hmm. after, maybe share the results. Yeah, if you can get any science in there, that's what we're all about. That- if you own a Muse scanner, feel free to replicate our experiment. Do you feel different? And if so, positive or negative? We want to know. We do. <laughs> and then we <laughs> will do science on ourselves. Yes, this is a science for science. This is like a, a research <laughs> exchange program. Our lab coats are on for reasons. Yes. So. Please. If the Americans and the Soviets can build a space station together, then surely we can come together to do Batman Let's science. Let's do this. Let's and make by that happen. I mean Hammerman science. Yes. <laughs> well, I had fun this week. I, I did too. It was an odd week. It was a strange <laughs> week. And we will see you next week for Vendetta. All right. Bye, everybody.